Welcome, and thank you for tuning in. Daniel Goodman here, your host for Keeping Things Simple, a financial talk show aimed to simplify the seemingly complicated and complex. Got a fabulous show lined up for today, this Father's Day weekend. In light of the Lakers' glorious victory this past week over the Celtics in the NBA Championship playoffs, I thought we'd depart this once from regular format and examine the psychology of winning as it relates to investing, in particular, long-term investing. Going to be lots of fun for today, this near summer solstice day of the year, when the night is near its shortest. Our phone number here at the station is 866-584-3434. My sound engineer and show producer, Sean Ruge, is standing, rather sitting, close by, ready to take any questions you might have regarding today's show. But if you prefer writing in, email is degfinancial at aol.com. Again, that's degfinancial at aol.com. If you missed a previous show and want to get caught up or check out other financial issues of interest, you can do so at DEG's newly redesigned website, degfinancial.com, where you'll find an audio copy of this show as well as previous shows. But before we get to today's show, it's time to celebrate today's Sunday, June 20th birthdays. DEG wants to treat you and a guest to lunch or dinner at the restaurant of your choosing if today, June 20, Father's Day here in the USA, happens to be your birthday. This offer is, however, limited to the first caller, so if today is your birthday, happy birthday, and give us a call here at the station at 866-584-3434, and DEG will treat you and a guest to lunch or dinner at your favorite restaurant. Looking at the markets this past week, before we get to the meaning of life based upon NBA championship finals, the Dow Jones Industrial Average just had its best two weeks since November. The Dow's gain of 16 points on Friday was relatively modest, but it capped a surge of 5.2% over the past two weeks. That puts the average nearly halfway back to the high for the year that it reached on April 26. Stocks had a longer winning streak earlier this year, an eight-week stretch that ended in late April, but those gains were more gradual. Then a sharp drop in May and early June brought the Dow down as much as 12.4%, below its 2010 high, a decline that market analysts call a quote-unquote correction. The debate now is focusing on whether that correction phase is over. A correction is generally considered a drop of 10 to 20% from a recent peak. The Dow has risen back 6.5% from its lowest close of the year on June 7, but it's still down 6.7% from its 2010 high. Mineral companies led other shares uh, higher after gold gold settled at another record high. Barrick Gold Corporation jumped 3.5% while Newmont Mining Corporation rose 2.6%. Corporate news also brought out buyers. CVS Caremark Corporation rose 1.9%, and Walgreen Company rose 2.8% after the two companies settled a dispute over pharmacy prescriptions that had threatened to hurt profits. Dow Component Caterpillar Incorporated gained 1.4% after reporting sharply higher sales. So the Dow rose 16.47, or 0.2%, to close at 10,450.64. The broader Standard & Poor's 500 index rose 1.47, or 0.1%, to 
1,117.51. The NASDAQ composite index edged up 2.64, or 0.1%, to 2,309.80. All three indicators posted solid gains for the week. The Dow was up 2.3%, the S&P 500 2.4%, and the NASDAQ 3%. The Dow posted its second consecutive weekly gain of more than 2%. Before that, the Dow had been down for three weeks. The last time the Dow had a two-week stretch of gains that strong was back in November 2009. Advancing stocks narrowly outpaced those that fell on the New York Stock Exchange, where consolidated volume came to 4.9 billion shares versus 4.6 billion the day before. Volume was heavier because of the simultaneous expiration of four kinds of futures and option contracts, which occur once every quarter. Trading was relatively quiet considering the options of futures expirations, which can often bring volatility as traders adjust their portfolio. The week that follows the June expiration is often a losing one for investors. The Dow has posted a loss during that week for the past 11 years, according to the Stock Traders Almanac. Almost done here with the numbers. Bond prices slipped, pushing interest rates higher. The yield on the benchmark 10-year treasury 10-year treasury note rose to 3.23% from 3.2% late Thursday. The dollar edged lower against the British pound and Japanese yen, while the euro edged down versus the dollar. The euro has regained strength over the past week amid encouraging signs in Europe's efforts to control its debt crisis. Spain had successful bond sales this week, and European leaders pledged to disclose the results of stress tests on banks over there. Crude oil rose 39 cents to settle at $77.18 per barrel on the New York Mercantile Exchange. Randy Frederick, the Director of Trading and Derivatives at Charles Schwab, said the market's bounce from its recent lows has come too quickly. He said professional traders are building up positions in investments that would cushion their losses if the market fell again. They're quoting him saying, not that we're going to be into this big, ugly bear market, but go back down to the lows that we were just a few, a few weeks ago. He thinks this seems very possible um, based on the current situation. Okay, so there we have the coming week uh, brings readings on home sales and consumer sentiment. The Federal Reserve also will meet on interest rates. And closing thing out, closing again the, the numbers out, the gold settled up at $1,258.30 an ounce. That's a gain of $9.60. And the Russell 2000 index of smaller companies rose 1.07 or 0.2% to 666.92. A lot of numbers there, folks. There we have it. So let's talk NBA championship finals as a metaphor for long-term investing. You know, I don't know those of you who had an opportunity to uh, watch uh, Game 7, watch the series, but it really is, it's not how well you play the game that counts, but what the final score is. Folks, this is basically the same as it's not what you make that counts, but what you keep. Here's the deal. Do you think anyone is going to remember one year from now, let alone five or ten years from now, that the Lakers were down 13 points in Game 7 of the Finals? No way. What goes down is who won, who were the champions. You know, as we age, there comes a time, if we're lucky enough, 
and in good health that one transitions into retirement, which should be a transition from devoting part of one's time to earning a living to devoting all of one's time to living well. Notice I didn't mention the word money. It's absent from the equation. But you know what? It's really hard, if not impossible, to live well without having financial security, which of course translates into having enough money for living well. And this is why, as we age, most planners and advisors recommend scaling back on risk, specifically one's exposure to equities. There just isn't the time to recoup if, heaven forbid, one is too heavily invested in equities late in life and there's a drop. So if you're listening to the show and you're not as yet in retirement, meaning you're in the accumulation phase, working toward that magical number, which will allow you to call it quits on that portion of the equation dubbed, quote unquote, earning a living, first thing one needs to secure, if you haven't already, is making sure you have the very best coach looking after you, or rather your investment portfolio. Which leads me to the next issue. As in basketball, as in investing, there's no winning a championship without a winning strategy. And developing a winning strategy involves teamwork. you got to have someone calling the plays that knows what they're doing, that's done it before over and over again with great measure of indisputable success. Folks, going solo about designing one's financial plan, then executing it on one's own, is absolute insanity. Would one think of building one's dream home without a professional architect? Of course not. There's just way too much to be dealing with. Besides, why would one want to spend one's time on this when one can just as easily hire their very own architect or slash advisor? I know I've heard it before. When it comes to money, it's different. You betcha. That's why you need a professional. In case you've just tuned in, you're listening to Keeping Things Simple here on Case Bar 1510 AM with Daniel Goodman, DEG. I'm going to take a quick break. When we come back, look at, uh, continue to talk about this past uh, incredible championship and the players, the coaches. We'll be right back. Dependability and experience guaranteed. That's DEG Financial. Daniel E. Goodman, an investment advisor representative for DEG Advisory, a registered investment advisor, has been a leading force in the creation and protection of capital for business owners, professionals, and highly paid executives in Southern California for the past 21 years. Specializing in indexed annuities, the mission at DEG is to continuously provide that extra difference in helping you as a client. Call 818-907-0673. That's 818-907-0673. You got it. That's DEG. Dependability and experience guaranteed.
KSPA 1510 AM. We're talking this Father's Day weekend about NBA basketball. Want to touch upon the movies as well, if we have time. Saw Karate Kid 2, incredible remake, although the name implies a sequel. So we're going to get to the issue of if there are remakes in the stock market, things really work as a more of a more like a sequel. But first, I want to continue from where we left off on these NBA finals and Coach Phil Jackson and Ron Artest for a moment. So it takes a winning coach like Phil Jackson with years and plenty of championship titles to his name to understand that sometimes you got to go with the risky and untested to make it happen. If you were lucky enough to experience Game 7, won't be hard-pressed to not notice that the Celtics had to radically change their strategy from Game 6, where they got play, in no small measure on account of one, and that's, of course, the legendary Kobe Bryant. So what's their strategy in Game 7? Not that difficult to predict. Do whatever it takes to stop Kobe, even if it means doubling up, which they did. Was this a mistake in terms of strategy? No, I don't think so. It's just that Phil Jackson had to have anticipated this, as did Kobe himself, and adapt to play accordingly. Thus we saw Kobe fielding offensive rebounds and making room on our test to have his moments. Remember, Ron Artest has never, he wasn't there last year. He wanted that ring. And, you know, folks, the game in terms of play, it was an awful game. Percentage of shot, low scoring. But that's not really what matters. In the end analysis, it's who won. And this is a beautiful metaphor for investing. You know, recently, earlier this month, we, um, we lost uh, John Wooden. I'm a UCLA graduate. You know, the, the Wizard of Westwood, one of the greatest legendary coaches ever. And I can't get ahead. One particular quote that I stumbled on, I didn't know it was his, but I really, it's just so beautiful. You know, he passed away just a few weeks ago at age 99. But this is what he said about, well, this is one of his just pure gems. It goes like this. Learn as if you were to live forever. Live as if you were to die tomorrow. You know, folks, investing in many ways is a wonderful euphemism for learning. Except in order to live as if we are going to die tomorrow, we need to be doing our financial planning as if we were to die today, now, as in the next five minutes, turning the past tense of this moment into yesterday. What would things be like for the ones we love, those dearest to us? Would our dependents be taken care of? Would our significant others not have to worry about making next mortgage payment or, heaven forbid, be forced to marry on account of financial distress? It's not the kind of thing as yours truly really wants to be talking about, especially not on Father's Day. But, hey, what's the point of celebrating Father's Day? Isn't it all about dad always taking care of things and father knows best? Yeah, I think so. You know, I tell prospective clients, you buy life insurance with your good health because if something happens, it's too late. Think of going out on a family boating trip without having an ample supply of life vests on board. 
It's absolute insanity. Because if something happens, well, then it's too late. And you know, the irony in all this is that the one type of insurance that is absolutely near scientific in its actuarial calculation is life insurance. It's the one event that has to happen. Unlike all other types of insurance, might happen, might not happen, casualty, liability, even health insurance, might not need it, disability, morbidity tables. Life insurance is the only one It's actuarially nearly scientific. So why in the heck are so many not adequately insured? Most often it's the I don't believe in life insurance syndrome. <laughs> Sean is laughing. Well, guess what? dad, and also for the moms out there listening. Life insurance is not a religion. You don't need to be a believer. It works regardless of one's religious persuasion or lack of if you happen to be agnostic. It works for all, even for the atheists. Why? How so? Because it's a tool, an exceptionally powerful instrument in a class all its own for creating financial leverage. So if you really care about your loved ones and those dependent upon you, you owe it to them. Do the right thing. You don't need to be waiting around for Life Insurance Awareness Month come September. I want to get back to basketball in the fun of summer now. But for a moment, let's touch upon, just for a moment, the forever factor and that equation of John Wooden. Here you have on the flip side what an annuity can do for you. It's the only vehicle out there that can guarantee a lifetime income that you can never exhaust. An annuity, you know, it's like the old Mickey Mouse. Give me an A, give me an N, give me another N, give me a U, give me an I, give me a T, give me a Y. What's that spell? Annuity. Yeah, you know I'm passionate about that. That's my bag. DEG wants to provide you, my dear listener, with the very best annuity or series of annuities thereof that life has to offer. I know this sounds corny, and it probably is, but when you think about it, I mean really internalize what I'm going to share with you. The in terms of timing, right now, I think you'll agree that annuities, especially for those that haven't experienced them, is a radical paradigm shift that you need to really seriously consider. I'm going to segue right now to the Karate Kid because there's something in that movie it's a remake. It's so predictable, yet it's so successful. Maybe because it's predictable. So it's kind of like what the stock market is. The stock market works best when things are predictable. But by definition, the stock market will always be unpredictable. So how do you make that aspect reconcile the predictability and unpredictability to work in your favor? So here's the answer. I'm going to give it to you right after we come back from this short break. Don't go away. 
dependability and experience guaranteed. That's DEG Financial. Daniel E. Goodman, an investment advisor representative for DEG Advisory, a registered investment advisor, has been a leading force in the creation and protection of capital for business owners, professionals, and highly paid executives in Southern California for the past 21 years. Specializing in indexed annuities, the mission at DEG is to continuously provide that extra difference in helping you as a client. Call 818-907-0673. That's 818-907-0673. You got it. That's DEG. Dependability and experience guaranteed. We're back. Daniel Goodman here. Left you just a moment ago on a cliffhanger. This Karate Kid movie that I just saw. You got to go see it, folks. And I can't spoil it for you in a way because it's so predictable. It's not a sequel. It's not like, you know, Godfather 1, Godfather 2. I didn't see all the Harry Potter ones, but I understand those are sequels. This is, this is a pure remake. So I'm going to share with you a line that happens in the movie that plays out, and it kind of relates almost exactly to the NBA playoffs. You know, it's about coming from behind, bouncing back. There's this thing about always bouncing back. So the scene in the movie goes is that after he's been, you know, the bad guy there that he's been fighting all along, and they've, they've, they've taken the kid from America to China, and they've, they've changed the, the – the characters in terms of their ethnic background, et cetera. But basically, it's the exact same thing. But there's a, this beautiful part where Chang is, is asking uh, uh, Will Smith, who plays the, the karate kid, does, after he's nearly broke his leg, it's, to go to the, the, the championship, why he needs, he's already proven what he needs to prove. And here, my dear listener, is really the heart of everything you need to know in terms of investing. The boy says to, like his son, he says, to, you know, why, you don't need to do this anymore. And he says, he says, you don't understand. I still have the fear. I go out there now, the fear, I'll be able to conquer that fear. So I want everyone listening to be able to conquer their fears today in terms of this enigma for those that, that don't, haven't experienced annuities. Because, folks, Conventional wisdom is an oxymoron. Wisdom can't be conventional. It has to be unconventional, unconventional when you think of it. So this notion of having to lose money to make money, forget about it. History, buy and hold, ain't happening. Now, on the surface, it seems conflicting. You know, I got a chart here in front of me about time in the market and not timing. And it's not too, it's, it, it checks things from 1992 to 2006 about how you need to be invested at all times, which in a sense is true, except I'm going to explain in the last few moments of the show how what we held, the technologies that used to work, are no longer relevant. So it works like this. If you weren't fully invested in the market, okay, uh, you, in, in other words, if you remain fully invested in the markets on the S&P 500, your return would be 10.64%. And keep in mind, folks, this, is, this, this chart here was prepared before the equity markets fell off a cliff. So it really heightens 
our awareness, especially on those bounce back numbers, because we don't we had the bounce back of the the past year or so. But it, but the, the chart this is a long time, 1992 to 2006. If you missed the top five months, you'd only have made 7.65 percent. If you missed the top 10 months, it's down to 5.4 14 percent. You missed the top 15 months, 3.06 is your return. You're missing the top 20 months. It's down to 1.13%. And if you miss the top 25 months in that long period, you're actually at a negative of 0.64%. So what's happening here? Fear has overtaken many of you that have seen your portfolios decimated of what happened in 2008. You missed out on that bounce that occurred, that huge bounce that we've never seen before. It wasn't enough, even if you were fully invested, to recoup it. So here's what I want to propose to everyone. You don't need to lose money. You can have what I call a net sum, zero effect, by not losing money in an equity-indexed annuity. And folks, this is tested. It works. We're still in a phase in the markets where that double dip We've come off the 1992-2000, the mother of all bull markets. So here we've had right now the worst 10 years from 2000 to 2010. Do yourselves a favor, folks. Conquer that fear. It's Father's Day. I've talked about risk management in terms of doing the life insurance, the right things. But you know what? We're here today. You really, the cash value accumulation is a... It's what the heart of everyone when, when talking to people. Because we do. We live in the here and now. Except like Wooden said, you got to live life as though it's, you're, you're gone tomorrow, but you got to plan, learn, investing as though it's going to go on forever. And you have to be cognizant that things have changed. Folks, you would be doing buy-hold strategy by virtue of putting your money in an in, in equity-indexed annuity, especially those with the annual reset. That's just the way it works. That passivity translates into activity the moment it resets. And I've seen the cycles. I've been doing this for years and years. Get your, if, I'm not the only player in town. You can get yourself someone else, but check into it. The, ma the math, the numbers here don't lie. I'm looking forward to a lot more movies this summer. I hope everyone has that wonderful cold slice of watermelon on the beach. And, you know, one of the best ways to enjoy summer vacation is knowing that you don't have to worry if it's going to be the summer doldrums or the summer boom in the market. Because if you have an equity index annuity portfolio working for you. And I'm not saying it's the, it's the end-all solution for your investment. No, it isn't. But it's one of those things that by the time you get around to doing it, you're going to wonder, why didn't I do this years ago? Especially for those in the accumulation phase of things. There were some other really amazing telling things in this Karate Kid too that I thought to myself seeing it. 
is that in terms of where we are right now, especially that the movie was, was the location of the movie is in China, we really need to be thinking globally, folks, like never before. If you follow the markets, you know that a lot of the, uh, the gaming companies have moved their operations almost entirely, their revenue, to China. So we're, I'm going to try to do a show especially about overseas investing. It looks like we're almost out of time for today. Tune in next week. And remember, though money will never buy you happiness and good health, if you happen to be having a miserable day, and I pray that you aren't, having true financial independence is not going to hurt you. So until next week, I bid you all excellent returns now and always. It's alright